Hey, it's February 29th, 2016, and this is episode number seven. So grab yourself a spoonful of sugar and come on over and join us in the queue. Welcome to The Q, a show that's 95% Disney and 5% adventure. I'm Ryan. And I'm Scott. And speaking of adventure. Adventure. Adventure is out there, Scott. It is out there. Speaking of adventure, I've got a fun a fun thought. So what if you could take one Disney movie character and bring them into the universe of another Disney universe character? Ooh. So for me, my fascination that I would absolutely love to see come to fruition. What if... We somehow got the Rocketeer in the world of Indiana Jones. Oh, interesting. Yes. I think that would be incredible. What an adventure that would be. That would be an adventure. Are you asking me for mine? Yeah. What would would your be cross universe? Put me on the spot here. (laughs) Um, What if, uh, um, like, Beast... Okay. From Beauty and the Beast. Yep. Was in Mary Poppins. <laughs> that, yep. Yep. That would be something. That's a thing. <laughs> How would that go over? Well, um, she'd probably like, um, I guess she'd replace Belle and like whip them into shape. Or they would be utterly terrified from this giant beast. She'd just fly away thing. with their umbrella. Peace she out. could. <laughs> yeah. Poppins out. I, yeah, that's that's all I've got. Right? <laughs> uh, well, let's talk about what's new. <laughs> what's new, Mickey Mouse? Whoa, whoa, whoa. What's new, Mickey Mouse? Whoa, whoa, whoa. So, Ryan, let's talk about some news. As in new stuff happening. Lots of new stuff happening. What if news was uh, a combination of two words, new stuff, but they just didn't want to spell the tough, so they just made it news. That, uh, that's, that's something, all right. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> I, think, I think I cracked the code <laughs> all this time. We thought it was its own word, but no, it was really two. There you have it, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. You heard it here first from Ryan. <laughs> Ryan, did you watch the Disneyland 60th? anniversary Boy, did I. TV special. Yes, I was in What'd the midst think? of uh, mixing last week's episode and I took a break to make sure to watch this. I thought it was fun. Yeah, I, I thought, did too. I thought it opened up really great. I thought how they uh, kind of started it with that vintage black that and white awesome. world of color kind of vibe. Yeah, I really liked that. Yeah, that was, that, that was fun. What was frustrating about it is I could not get the dang app to work. Me neither. <laughs> well, yeah, so I downloaded the app and I started it and it and it was kind of working. It was like listening. And I saw the little sound meters, like it actually was listening. But that's I, as far as it got. Well, right? but at the same time, I was also blending a smoothie. So I was like, oh, this is, <laughs> this is not going to, it can't hear the TV. So I just aborted and then went back to try it again once the show was on. Mm-hmm. And then I, it wouldn't even listen. Yeah. I, every time we tried it, I, and I probably tried it like 20 times throughout yeah, the too. show. <laughs> it just kept saying listening and then would start over listening and then just go back to the previous screen. Yeah, so that's yeah. a bummer. 
I even tried uninstalling it and reinstalling it. Yep, same off my phone. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. Bummer. But some fun things came out in that special. Yes. We got to see some awesomeness coming for Star Wars Land. What was your favorite part? Was it the Star Wars announcements? Uh, probably, yeah. Yeah, me too. For me... I loved the star. I love seeing Harrison Ford. I loved the Star Wars announcements, and I absolutely loved hearing the portion of Star Wars Live in concert. Oh man, that was awesome! That was hands down John Williams for me, my favorite. I would love to see like that symphony in in real life. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, because the the London Symphony Orchestra is the most notorious orchestra for playing John Williams scores. They played mm-hmm. for pretty much all of the Star Wars films except for Episode Seven, which was the uh, Los Angeles Symphony Orchestra. Oh, interesting. Yep. Yeah, I'd say um, my favorite part about seeing all the Star Wars Land stuff was probably just seeing the massive landscapes of areas that they're building, yeah. like all the variety of little nooks and crannies it looks yeah. like they're going to be making. So. so it was it was cool in the fact that we got to see more, although I feel like it wasn't too much of this groundbreaking announcement stuff. It, yeah, I was really hoping at the end, like, please say release date. Please say yeah, release date. Please say right? release date. Yeah. And nothing. <laughs> nothing. That would have been nice. Uh, but it was cool to see, I guess, additional concept art. Yeah. There was, um, I guess they showed a, a, a computer rendering something of the... Uh, what is it? The uh, resistance ride or whatever, oh, yeah, where they're yeah. like kind of going through um, the first order base or something like that. Mm-hmm. And the, I guess, CG mock up really looked just the way it was moving. It kind of felt like that uh, amazing Spider Man ride at Island's Adventure. Yeah. Or even I've heard some people say it kind of feels like Escape, Escape from, from Green Gods. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is cool because what we were talking about last week, the Imagineer who's heading up all this stuff whose name I'm blanking right now. Listen Scott to, something. Listen to last week's episode, yeah. <laughs> if you didn't. Um, but Throwbridge was his last name. Scott uh, Throwbridge. Yep. So um, he was he had worked on all that stuff. So it looks like he's kind of bringing that vibe to Star Wars land. Yes, so I agree. That's, that's promising. That's awesome because both of those attractions are... Awesome. For some reason, I wanted to say his last name was Thornberry. And I know it's not Thornberry. <laughs> Nigel Thornberry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it looks awesome. I would love for it to be like the Spider-Man ride because that is one awesome ride. Mm-hmm. So that would be cool. The other one, the Millennium Falcon ride, definitely looks like it's going to be more 3D, like mission space-esque perhaps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard that. Meet Star Tours, kind of like. I've heard that, it, like, yeah, everyone gets, everyone will get to pilot the Millennium Falcon, man the the gunner position and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it sounds like whatever they're working on, everyone's going to get a go at everything. Maybe it'll be like that. Maybe it'll be something totally new. I hope it's something totally new, which would just be revolutionary and amazing. Disney, so, blow our minds, will yeah. you please? All right, what else do we got? You got something? Um, no. What? Right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I got some more. <laughs> Sorry, the notes throwing me off. I mean, I can I can touch on this. So, uh, uh, recently at Disney's California Adventure, the they were doing uh, well. They kind of unveiled the new Luigi's Ride in Cars Land. So, Hooray! yeah, it's it looks pretty similar to what was there before the Luigi's Flying Tires. Um, now you're they've invited all of Luigi's relatives from Italy to come on over. Fun. And uh, basically, it looks like what I've watched and read. It's it's kind of like a, a celebration. So they're 
the cars dancing to all this Italian music and whatnot. And it's like line dancing kind of thing. Dancing cars? Yeah, pretty much. So you're in a car while it's like dancing. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> and there's like all these different routes or whatever. And pretty much like every time you go on it, the car's on a different route. So it's this new kind of experience every time you go on it. So it looks fun. Uh, and I guess pretty soon they're going to start having uh, previews for annual pass holders. But the official opening day is Monday, March 7th. So coming up pretty darn soon. Um, so all you California residents, get hyped. <laughs> yeah. It looks fun. It looks, it, it looks what some might call cute. I'm sure people are just like counting the seconds <laughs> until they can get I can't on. Wait to get my dance car, Luigi's car ride thing. <laughs> all, all right, your turn. So, in some not so happy news. Oh man, why are you bringing all the depressing stuff all the time? Because you know these things about need to be talked about. Stuff closing last week. Now, 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 what's sad? Well, they're they're saying on the internets. Oh. Because the internet's always right. The internet's always are talking. <laughs> so there might be the price hikes coming soon for Aww. the Disney parks. I don't know if it was all of the parks, like Disneyland and Disney World, or specifically just Disney World. Hmm. I would imagine Why? it would probably start at one. So, you know, people have been talking about price hikes coming for a while now and going to, like, the variable pricing. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we talked about That's that right. in a previous yep. episode. So... They're thinking it's going to come soon. Live from the post-production edit bay, we interrupt today's regularly scheduled broadcast for this breaking news. Effective Sunday, February 28th, the Disney parks have shifted to seasonal pricing for one-day tickets. How does this work? Each month is divided into value, regular, and peak days with an 8- to 11-month calendar available for viewing online. For example, if guests plan their visit for September, they will have a variety of options, including many days in the value period, which will give them the opportunity to pay less for a one-day ticket. If they plan to visit during a peak period, like the winter holidays, they will pay more, purchasing a one-day ticket in a non-peak period or choosing multi-day tickets and annual passes will provide additional flexibility and value. We now resume our regularly scheduled broadcast. Well, Get ready for that. <laughs> there's that. Yep. Sorry. Moving on. Moving on. Um, New Balance has partnered with Walt Disney World to create a series of jogging trails around the Walt Disney World Resort. Cool. (laughs) Like 16 miles of trails. Wow. And so like I read this and like that's awesome. But then I also think of like who wants to run when they're on vacation? I don't know, man. Some people, that's their thing. That's true. That is, that is not I mean, our thing. Here it's, at the yeah, queue. I just can't understand it because I'm not that kind of person. Props to you if you love running, if you run marathons and whatnot. That's great. That's awesome. You walk so much in the parks, though, like every day. Yeah, well, my, my mileage tracker on my phone says I'm walking like 16 miles or whatever on average. <laughs> that, you don't even realize it. but So to run on top of that? That sounds painful. Mm-hmm. But hey, there's someone out there doing it. Obviously, enough and people props, to props to you to get runners. trails for. Yeah. Yes. Um, some exciting news. I'll give you some exciting news. All right, counter it. Universal released a pretty sweet video previewing the new Kong attraction named That's Skull right. Island: Reign of Kong. I saw this. That looked awesome. It looks pretty cool. I like I like the concept for sure. I think with the ride vehicles and everything, it seems like it's going to be some safari esque style mm-hmm. ride. So, could be fun. Could be fun. I, it looks like they're going to have more 3D dinosaurs. 
Yeah. Which is cool if you're into that, I guess. <laughs> you don't like 3D dinosaurs? Uh, I'm impartial. 3D. <laughs> I'm not a huge 3D fan, so less 3D, more practical. Yeah, I think practical would be awesome. I think it'll be a good mix of the two. So, like, if I were to go to Universal Studios, I love going to Jurassic Park because the dinosaurs yeah. are real. Real. Those are real dinosaurs. What's just side note? What's your favorite ride at Universal Studios? Um, which one? Universal Studios. Like Universal Studios Orlando, the main park, or Orlando. Islands of Adventure, yeah. or. Hmm. Well, you think about that. I'm thinking. Keep thinking. Thinking. It's, it's some good ones there. There are some good ones. Just at Universal, not Islands of Adventure. Nope. Well, we can go there next. Well, okay. This is. I got. I came up with the perfect solution. <laughs> so I've I've been to. I, I love Harry Potter and I love the new Diagon Alley, but I have not been on Escape from Gringotts. Long story. We can tell it later. But I have been on the train, and it connects the parks, and it's kind of in both. So I'm counting it. That's your favorite, the Hogwarts Express. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I'm going to say my favorite is The Mummy. That's a good one. You I know, love The Mummy. I have been on The Mummy in both Hollywood and Orlando, and the one in Orlando is definitely better. That's what I hear. Yes. And then Islands of Adventure, definitely my favorite ride. Probably actually one of my favorite rides of all time is uh, Forbidden Journey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like... I mean, come on now. It's pretty it's, That was like the impressive. first ride vehicle of its type, yeah. the, this moving claw. Totally. It's, very impressive. I agree. So total fun, immersion. Fun side note. <laughs> fun tangents. side notes. Because we're all about that. We're all about tangents here at the queue. So yeah, Skull Island, Reign of Kong. You look awesome. Excited to see more. Uh, should be opening this summer. Scott, along with Sapphire Falls. I'm seeing here in our notes that we have a rumor. Yeah, we do. What are we rumoring? So, the word on the street. <laughs> <laughs> Dramatic pause. Because <laughs> you know how the people on the street like to talk like the internet. Oh, them street peoples. Um, what rivers, if the street peoples are friends with the internet peoples, and that's where all this chaos to, is coming from? Probably. Golly. But rivers of light in the animal kingdom AK. is potentially going to debut on April 18th. Whoa, that's coming up pretty soon. Yeah, it is. Very see, soon. Let's see. It's February, March, April. Yep, yep. Just down around two months away. Yep. So April 18th, we could be seeing a brand new show, The Night Show. For those of you who don't know what it, Rivers of Light is, it's a new, awesome, fantastic meets world of color, meets wishes, <laughs> meets <laughs> glowing stuff at and uh, water <laughs> and night and light. Coming to Animal Kingdom. So they've definitely needed a night show for a while to give that oh, park yeah. some nightlife. <laughs> well, it's always closed before night anyways. Yeah, it closes at like, what, 2 p.m.? Because <laughs> the animals need their sleep to die. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> Got to party all night long. That's right. So yep. Party animals. hey Excited to see <laughs> this coming. Yes. Aha, uh-huh, Mickey Mouse here, and you're listening to The Q. Uh-huh. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> what a voice! Whoa! Whoa, indeed! <laughs> Scott, you were very excited about that Mickey Mouse. 
He's just, you know, the OG himself. The OG himself. And that was from listener Philip Kaiser, all the way from Santa Fe, New Mexico. Thank you, Philip, so much for sending in your listener voice impersonation so in today's topic we are going to talk about some of our favorite disney movies since the oscars are coming up this sunday aka yesterday for us tomorrow for you yesterday no two days from now I'm so confused. The day after <laughs> tomorrow. Oh, yeah, today's Friday. Long <laughs> week. So, the Oscars, exciting. Everybody loves the Oscars. Most people, I, I would Oscars imagine. are fun. Yeah. They're fun. I love movies. Every, yeah. Who movies are my favorite? Movies? Well, we both work kind of in like yeah. the film industry, so I guess so we're, we're kind of biased. biased. Yeah. But I thought this would be a fun topic for us to talk about. So, why don't we first just kind of give a little rundown of maybe all the Disney films or Disney-related properties that are have made their way into the Oscars this year. Yes. So this year, I'm going to go through the list here. And maybe we can give our predictions. If they'll win or not? Yes. So an- nominated for animated feature film Inside Out. And what's it up against? It is up against a bunch of stuff I've never heard of. <laughs> so I think Inside Out's going to do a good job. You would hope so. I'm not... Anamalisa, Ana Anomalisa, Anamanapia, Anamalisa. Yep. Uh, Boy and the World. Not Boy Meets World. Nope. (laughs) Sean the Sheep movie. I feel like I've heard of that. Oh, Sean the Sheep, yeah. And then. From the uh, creators of Wallace and Gromit. Yes. And then when Marnie was there. So. I'd say Inside Out stands a pretty good chance of winning. (laughs) I would say so. Granted, it's the only one of those I've ever seen, so there's that. (laughs) There's that. What other Disney flicks we got going into them Oscars? Can you guess what Disney movie is nominated for costume design? Uh, Star Wars? Nope. (laughs) Cinderella. Oh, yeah, yeah. Duh. How did I miss that? Okay. And that's going up against some, some stuff. (laughs) <laughs> All right, well. Do you want to know what it's going up against? There? Yeah, sure. Why not? Uh, a movie called Carol. I've never seen it. Uh, the Danish Girl, Mad Max, and Ooh. The Revenant. Ooh. The only one of those I've seen, those or two, two I've seen, good, yeah. Mad Max and Cinderella. I haven't seen The Revenant yet. I haven't yet either, but I've been hearing incredible things. I really hope Leo, side note, I really hope Leo wins Best Actor. Although I have not seen this movie, I don't know. I hear you did awesome. I, hear, I heard he Globe. did pretty incredible things for this film. Yeah. Like, yeah. Has so, he? Isn't he's he, never won that's an right. Oscar. So Everyone's, that's why I want him to win. He's the Rudy. Everyone's been Rudy. I love Rudy. him. He's yeah. like one of my favorite actors. So I would love to see him win. He deserves it. He really does. Come on, Academy. Some awesome stuff. Um, what else do we have? I'm going through. Oh, here we go. Do you know what's nominated for film editing? Ooh, I don't. Star Wars! Star Wars! Hooray! <laughs> it's going against The Big Short, um, which I wanted so to see. So is it like seen yet. a short film, but longer? So they called it The Big Short? Potentially. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Uh, Mad Max, The Revenant, Spotlight, Star Wars, The Force Awakens. Some good ones in there. But of course, I'm pulling for Star Wars. Man, I can't believe Mad Max. That feels like that was forever ago. It does. But I guess it was at the beginning of the, the rotation yeah. or whatever. That was an awesome movie. I really did not think I was going to like that movie whatsoever. Mad Max? Yeah, and I really liked it. Yeah. 
Oh, here we go. Music original score. Star Wars. Yep. John Williams, <laughs> my man. Please let him win. <laughs> you know, I've been I listened to a uh, a film composer's podcast and John Williams uh, has I think he's won a grand total of 5 Oscars and has been nominated over like 20 times. Jeez. But winning even winning those 5 like you think John Williams has been doing this for so many years, so many years, and you think five, like in comparison, is like, well, that's actually not a lot. Well, when you compare him to any other film composer, he's, I think, at least this the second most winning film composer of all time when it comes to like winning Oscars and stuff like that. So, I mean, of course, I'm biased. I love John Williams. I love everything that he composes. So I'm really pulling for him. Totally. He's the best. So I hope he wins. Oh, wait, do you want to... I guess I'll tell you what they're up against for yeah, yeah. original let's, music let's score. Let's see who's going to lose to John Williams. Uh, Bridge of Spies, okay. um, Carol, The Hateful Eight, and Sicario. Oh, you got this, John. I believe. So, I believe. Totally. Um, and other categories, we have sound editing. Again, Star Wars. <laughs> Heck yeah, my sound people props. Going against uh, Mad Max, The Martian, The Revenant, Ooh. and Sicario. Those are some good ones. The Martian was a great movie. Sound Mixing, also nominated. My people. <laughs> Pretty much all the same there. Yeah. Uh, visual Effects. Star you Wars. would think Star Wars should win that because, man, it's hard to tell what there was were, practical yeah, and what was visual exactly. effects. In there that. were so many times when I was scratching my head saying, now, wait a minute. Is this real? Is this not real? I don't know what to believe. J.J. Abrams, man. Just killed it. Uh, that's going up against Ex Machina, uh, Mad Max, The Martian, and The Revenant. Right. Mad Max used a lot of practical effects too. They did. So, yeah. Cool that that is kind of becoming a thing now yeah. that people want to do. It, it use has more a great effects. feeling to it. Yeah. And then, last but not least, nominated for original screenplay is Inside Out. So, that would be cool. Yeah. It was a cool story. It was a great, yeah. I love the whole idea of it. I mean, things of that, like what's going on inside of us? There's little people making our feelings feel right. <laughs> That's going up against Bridge of Spies, Ex Machina, Spotlight, and Straight Out of Compton. Is this Straight Out of Compton a true story? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> it was pretty good. I liked it. Have cool. you seen it? No, I have no. not. <laughs> I have not. Sorry. So there we go. All right, Disney. Good luck, Disney. We're rooting for you. All right, so now that we've kind of talked through the Oscars, now we're going to talk about, well, our favorites of the Disney movie outlets. And yes. these categories are, enlighten us. Animated movies, 3D animated movies, live action movies, and Pixar movies. Yeah, we're just deciding to make Pixar its own entity. Totally. So we've got four categories. Animated, of course, meaning anything. Hand-drawn. 2D, hand-drawn. Yeah. 3D, computer animated. Yeah, live but, action. But blah, not blah. Pixar, yeah. So, do you want to start, Ryan? Uh, yeah, sure. We'll start off with animated. Let's do it. And I'm going to say my favorite animated film. And by the way, this is probably one of the hardest things to do ever because one, there's hundreds and they're all good. And I feel like no matter what I choose, there's always going to be like, oh, why didn't you choose this? Oh, why didn't you? Totally. They're all winners in our books. We all love them. So it's just which one do we love mostest, I guess. And I'm going to say that hands down, it gets me every single time. And I've got a lot of runners up, but I'm going to go with the Goofy movie. What? (laughs) (laughs) Really? Come on now. Man, 
Emily loves the Goofy movie. If she really does. I have not seen Modern Living. I have not seen the Goofy movie in a hot minute. I have it on DVD. We should go watch it. We should watch it. <laughs> I have the soundtrack on my phone right now. We can listen to it if you want. Oh man, uh, I, I just love me some Goofy. Come I need to go now. back and watch that. Well, there you go. Are there any uh, notable mentions, honorable mentions? Oh, I mean, there's tons. Uh, if you had to like pick a runner-up or two, who would they be? Uh, I would say, I would say Beauty and the Beast is definitely on the list. Mm-hmm. That's a hands down classic. I remember loving that as a child. Um, and I've got, I've got to, I'm sorry, but I've got to throw the Emperor's New Groove in there. It's just too yes. perfect. <laughs> totally. Uh, you Such threw up my one. groove. <laughs> I just watched that the other day. Watch it like all the time. <laughs> it's hysterical. So good. You can't not love that movie. I think, like, while we're talking about that, if we we're going to talk about most underrated movies, I think that's probably got to be probably up there For as sure. number one on the list. I feel like. When it came out, people loved it, and then all of a sudden, it just vanished from. Just did not box. get much attention. Yeah, like, I just was like gone. I don't know. I love though. I want to meet Cusco in the parks. <laughs> yeah, Crunk. Come on, now. <laughs> they would be fun. Would that be? Although they did have their uh, their their show on the Disney Channel for a while. Oh, did they? Yeah, I never saw it. It was it was good. Yeah, yeah. It was in the movie, but you know, so definitely underrated. Come on, guys, give give the Emperor's New Crew some love. <laughs> Stop throwing off his groove. All right, Scott, what about your favorite animated Disney feature? So I've always loved Aladdin. Yeah, that's a good one. I think growing up, that was always my favorite movie. Super Nintendo, playing Aladdin, always my favorite video (laughs) game. You were playing that the other day when I came over. (laughs) People don't need to know that. (laughs) I love that video game. So good. I'm probably going to play it tonight because I need to. Yeah. I love that movie. I but as like lately, as my love for Disney over the past couple of years has really blossomed, <laughs> like a beautiful flower. I'd say probably my favorite in has, <laughs> has gone to uh, Beauty and the Beast. Yes, I just like like not like a wilting flower in a vase or crystal cover. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I see what I see where you're going there. Um, but yeah, Beauty and the Beast. I think. Alone, probably because of the soundtrack, the music. Yeah. It's probably some of my mm-hmm. favorite music out of any animated movie. Yeah. So good. And I was thinking about this the other day. I think while watching the Disneyland 60 TV special, just thinking to myself, holy smokes, there is a lot of music in Disney films. Clearly, duh, obviously. But they're all so good. Totally. Every song is a hit. They are. And they are songs that we grow up with and we cherish and we love and that define not only our childhoods, but pretty much our life. Absolutely. I have I so much respect for the musicians and the, and the writers that come up with these songs that just not only ingrain into our minds and get stuck in our heads, but also just like in our hearts too. I love it. It inspires me so much. Definitely. I probably listen to Disney music like every day. <laughs> I think we all do. <laughs> Um, but yeah, my favorite Disney song is actually the first song in the movie, the Bell intro song of the film. <laughs> that one? It's called Bell. So. <laughs> uh, not the Bell intro song? No. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. It's, it's so good. It's what it is. I love doing like, all the character can voices. You, can you sing it? Nope. Well, but you just said you love doing all the character <laughs> voices. It, maybe, we should, private, like, maybe we should have you like do a listener lip, voice impersonation. Lip singing. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've humiliated myself for you. Uh, yeah, that's your thing. 
It's like doing that. One of these days, Scott. I'm going to give a third honorable mention because <laughs> I can, because I can't just pick one. I'm going to go Little Mermaid. Just throwing it in there. Also, beautiful music. Yep. Love it. So there you go. I gave three because <laughs> I had to. Someone's indecisive. There's just so many good ones. <laughs> yes. You can't narrow it down. I mean, yeah, come on. It's We can't really, ch- we're quote unquote choosing favorites, but we can't really choose favorites. I mean, yeah. we just are being forced to because we kind forced of like, ourselves evolves, you know, depending on the season of your life. Where you are in life, (laughs) yes. I fully agree. Maybe next year I'll have a different favorite. We all will. Possibly. (laughs) Next category, Disney 3D animated. What do you got, Ryan? Well, there's only like three of them, right? there's There's a couple, you know? Couple? Few? I don't like three. <laughs> no, there's there's more than three. <laughs> well, let's see. There's Frozen. There's Tangled. There's uh, Bikuro Six. Isn't Bolt? Oh, I forgot about Bolt. You know, Bolt wasn't and a bad movie. Monsters University, but that's Pixar. Is it? Yeah. And we're doing that separate. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. <laughs> uh, no, there's more. Hold on. I'm gonna find you some more. <laughs> Um, Wreck-It Ralph? Wreck-It Ralph! Yeah! I'm gonna go with that. <laughs> I liked Wreck-It Ralph. So, yeah. I mean, there's there's a handful. Planes. I, okay. <laughs> yep, there's that one. I think we're referring to more of like the main ones, I guess. Yeah. I, 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 thank you for reminding me. I, I do love Wreck-It Ralph. Tinkerbell? <laughs> Come on. Oh, yeah. I forgot, forgot about my all-time favorite movie. Tinkerbell. <laughs> so there's, there's a handful of solid... Choices. <laughs> yes. So you're going Wreck It Ralph? I'm going Wreck It Ralph. That that movie, when I saw it in the theater, gave me the feels. I did tear yeah, up. It's, it's a good one. It did. It moved me. I'm gonna say my favorite, and I think it's a tie, and this is cheating. I know. <laughs> I know. It's okay. Uh Frozen and Tangled. Love them. Love the music. Yeah. Love the stories. Yep. Just just good, you know? All That's around good. freaking awesome movies. <laughs> yeah. And again, the music, so good. Are you over frozen? The fro- frozen fever well, gone for you, Ryan? I mean, I've always kind of I liked it when I saw it. I saw it and I thought to myself, that was a good movie. I thoroughly enjoyed this. And then I tried really hard not to let myself become one of those people to get annoyed by it. So yeah. I, I stayed kind of like back in the distance. So I still like it, but I'm not. I'm not like over the moon about it, but I'm not annoyed by it. You were so I stayed as in this I remember, nice limbo You were phase. pretty excited seeing Elsa. The sun and during the summer when we went, you saw the the royal processional. I you remember just, I, on the I, hottest day of our life, Elsa came out and you were just like cheering like a little schoolgirl. I mean, oh uh, yeah, you were pretty excited. I forgot about that. <laughs> probably because it was like really hot and I was hoping she could cool us all down. <laughs> it was so hot. This is like honestly the hottest thing I've ever felt in my life. Yeah. It was so hot. I felt so bad for all of the people dressed up in the snowy. Imagine clothes. being in a sauna surrounded by a a, a heated blanket. Oh, it's like, and there was like that drinking outside. hot chocolate. <laughs> it was bad. All right, but yeah, Frozen. I'm. I did not want to see this movie when it came out. Frozen. I didn't want to see it. Really? I really didn't. I was like, that. That's gonna be a terrible movie. Por qué? <laughs> I Olaf is really the reason I didn't really? want to see it. Uh, through, I, I feel like the trailers did this movie no justice whatsoever. Okay. And seeing like Olaf, he just looked like another like annoying sidekick that's gonna be like just for kids you know I'm like oh okay. that's just, that looks terrible I gotcha 
But man. But now we love Olaf. Like, so Emily and her mom went to go see it and they were like, this is awesome. Like it blew them away. They're like, you've got to see this. So then me and Emily went back to see it. And I was like, dang, this is a good movie. <laughs> so, and Olaf was awesome. Of course Olaf's awesome. He's unlovable. He's he was like hugs. one of my favorite things about the movie. So, man, that totally, total surprise for me. Super excited about it. I, I really enjoy all the Frozen stuff. I know a lot of people are like over it at this point. It's been going on for a while now. But I'm excited. I really am excited for the new ride at Epcot. I really think it's going to blow everyone away as upset as some people are about it I think it's going to be awesome yeah I definitely think it's going to be awesome I can't wait totally and Entangled I feel like was one of those movies that really blossomed after yeah I I felt like it didn't get much attention it didn't get like much traction initially in the theaters but I felt like afterwards it kind of like it's wheels kind of like were spinning and then it finally got traction totally and now everyone loves Tangled oh yeah (laughs) for sure I mean what's that one the main song with the lanterns uh, now I see the light yeah that one's beautiful. So beautiful. It is. It's right. pretty. So I guess we're moving on to Disney live action features now. Live action. What you got on your list? Well, I think I'm gonna do like you and do a do a do a three, a three for <laughs> <laughs> But it's, I definitely I definitely have a favorite. My favorite, I would say, would be Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins. Thus, the spoonful of sugar at the top of the show. Man, speaking of Mary Poppins, and speaking of Dick Van Dyke, and speaking of the Disneyland 60th anniversary show. <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> I know what you're getting at. And yes, I he's the man is 90 years old. For real. And, he is and he's dancing around on stage. Crushing it. Better than probably I ever could. Can I just say his reveal was probably that the was most awesome. incredible thing ever. It was so good. Step man, in time. I really hope... First of all, that I can live to be that age. <laughs> <laughs> Let alone be dancing Second, and smiling. Absolutely. He looks like the happiest, most genuine guy for real. Ever. Yeah. The fact that like he still shows up places, sings these tunes that have been around for God knows how long, yeah. and, he, and he's not like just utterly sick of them. Yeah. He just looks so happy. So that's awesome. I love that. That was actually probably one of my favorite parts yeah. of the show, now that we're talking that about part, that. like... As soon as he those doors open and there he was, like people went crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and I did too. I was at home alone. And I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> amazing, so good. So yeah, Mary Poppins, top of my list, followed closely by, and I know this is this one gets overlooked by a good majority of people. Tomorrowland, no. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people did like it. It wasn't a bad movie. Yeah. I'm going with the Rocketeer. Oh man, I love myself. This is definitely one that you introduced to me that I'd never seen yes. until probably like what was that? A couple of months ago now. Yeah. Did you like it? I did. I really liked it. I just love. I love that era. Yep. Like we were talking about at the beginning, just the whole that era of of the Rocketeer, Indiana Jones, uh, 30s, and just like I I love it. I love that setting. I love the feel of it. I love the grunge. Um, I love aviation, so it's so cool. One of these days, I'll have myself a Rocketeer costume. I've already got the helmet. (laughs) I've got some boots. I've got a jacket, trying to get a new one. One of these days, I'll get myself a rocket pack. Just have it all. Have it all, man. (laughs) You guys, maybe Ryan will post some pictures of his exclusive, elusive, magical costume, wardrobe, (laughs) collection thing that he has. Hey, if you want to see it, just, just ask. Just ask, you know, because he's got quite the collection. Maybe you need to just like day. Snapchat your Ghostbusters 
costume and the the pack and all the, that the proton pack. Yes, man, people would love that. We'll see if 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 there's enough demand. We'll see. <laughs> the people must speak. The people must. That is you, people. Speak to me. <laughs> and then while what else you got? While we're at it, I'll do my number three runner-up, or I guess number two runner-up in yep. the list of three. One, two, three. <laughs> Would be saving Mr. Banks. You're pulling a Steve Harvey right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I mean, going along with Mary Poppins. And here's the funny thing. So my whole life, my whole 27 years of existence, 27 and a half, I'll have you. Thank you very much. Um, do you remember when you were a kid and half years meant like we're just important? Yeah. I, I'm 10 and a half. <laughs> Anyways. Not so much anymore. <laughs> Na- nowadays, I can't remember how old I am. But um, it probably took me until I was, uh, when did Saving Mr. Banks come out? Last year? Two years ago? I think it was Pretty two recently. years ago. Uh, I had never seen Mary Poppins up until right before Saving Mr. Banks came out. I remember saying that. Yeah. yeah. And uh, my whole life I've been given grief like, what? You've never seen Mary Poppins? Oh What's my wrong God, with you? the biggest deal ever. And uh, so I knew that Saving Mr. Banks was coming out and I knew it was going to be an awesome movie. And it's like, all right, I need to do myself a favor buy Mary Poppins. I didn't even bother renting it or anything. Just I'm just going to buy it on Blu-ray. They're releasing it, special edition Blu-ray before Saving Mr. Banks, so I'm just going to buy it. I know I'm going to like it. Fell in love with it. Fell in love with the music. Um, I already love the Sherman Brothers for all of their contributions to the parks and whatnot, but just as, as a, a, a music composer, as an audio person, hearing all the songs that the Sherman Brothers made for Mary Poppins and then then seeing Saving Mr. Banks and seeing how involved they were it inspired me so incredibly much. I started researching the Sermon Brothers, and then later on that year, I was inspired to myself produce a musical for where I work. <laughs> and it was this awesome short film. I got to write the musical numbers, help produce it, um, and it, it was awesome. Very awesome. Yeah. Man, so speaking of Saving Mr. Banks and live action, that's probably my favorite yeah. live action movie. It's just so good. I just love that there's like it's just like a good feel good movie, you it know. It really is. It's it's not only feel good, but it's it's inspiring too. Totally. Just you know I can't watch Persevere. <laughs> like I know I, I tweeted this on Sunday watching the thing, but it's like, does anyone else get emotional or wanna cry when they see Walt on the yeah, screen? Yeah, <laughs> it's I saw like that. that in a movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's like, man, it's just so awesome to see back it's just catch a glimpse of that heyday. Yeah. What it, kind of what it was like. Yeah. And I also, I know, I know I say this for pretty much everything, um, but the music in Saving Mr. Banks. Oh, yeah. Not only Sherman Mother's music, but the score. Thomas Newman, yeah, yeah. the actual score to the, to the whole movie was so beautifully and well done. Totally. It really enhanced it. And I found myself listening to that soundtrack for probably months after the film, just on repeat. It's a good one. Mm-hmm. All right, I know you got a couple runners up. <laughs> I have like a, like, this was actually like maybe a tie for first. Uh, okay. I don't know. But Pirates of the Caribbean. The first one? Yeah, the first one. Yeah, the one that started it all. So. Aside from the ride. Good. <laughs> and you, apparently. Curse of the Black Pearl. Apparently, right, you saw the movie before you've been on the ride. Yes. Right? Yep. Whereas myself and probably a good majority of the world. <laughs> experience the ride first then the movies because the movies were inspired by the ride but yep. so how what was that like for you to be to experience the movie and then go on the ride I mean it's it's you, there are only like a, a couple scenes I feel like they're like oh yeah you know this is 
influenced by or inspired by the movie. Yeah. Or, I mean, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's the ride, ins- where the ride inspired the movie. Um, obviously, the jail scene at the end. Yeah, they throw that the in, dog. yeah. So that that was probably the one that stood out the most to me. I was like, ah, oh, it's like this is like the movie. <laughs> and I can't remember. Did they they brought in the the Jack Sparrow? Yeah, Jack was there. So it was there when you saw it for the yes. first time. Okay, because yep. I know that those obviously didn't used to be there before the movie existed. And, and then, I remember like my first time, you know, going to Disney or the my first time visiting the Magic Kingdom in 2012, February of 2012. So four years ago. Golly, this month. That's so soon, right? Um. I was like four. seeing <laughs> the first time I went. <laughs> well, not all of us were that lucky, Ryan. <laughs> Jeez. Let's talk about how deprived I was again. <laughs> yeah. Poor Scott. Oh, man. So seeing animatronics like that like the, was the first time I'd really ever seen anything. Doriomagato, Mr. Pirate. Yes. So, man, it was just like awesome. And Jack, like Jack looks awesome. Yeah. On that, and so. then they recently refurbed the yep. one at uh, Magic Kingdom at Disney yep. World, and uh, yeah, they enhanced the lighting again, animatronics, and the costumes as well. Everything, everything super feels bright, crisper. And vibrant, yeah, super smooth. Mm-hmm. Feels really good, and you don't get wet going down that. No, darn you still fall. get wet. You still get wet. I I haven't, <laughs> but I, before they made this little. Before they closed down Pirates of the Caribbean a couple months ago, refurbed it, opened it back up. I went on Pirates of the Caribbean, sat in the front row with a couple of my friends. It's like worse than Splash Mountain up there. I got (laughs) so soaked. I got more soaked on Pirates of the Caribbean than I'd ever been wet on Splash Mountain. My whole pants were like drenched. It's real bad. I could have taken them off and wringed them out. I heard now it's a little better, but people are still getting pretty wet from what I hear. The most recent times I've been, yeah, the most recent (laughs) times I've been, I've been in the back. Single Rider Plus, Usually I'm back in the back row by myself, no one around yeah. me. So I don't, I hate getting wet. I know we've talked about that. It's yes. like my like a pet peeve, I think for both of us. Yes. Hate getting wet. Hands down. I don't want to get wet on pirates. <laughs> so maybe uh, for they'll, the longest they'll do time, something about that. For the longest time in the scene with the uh, with the ship where they're uh, firing the cannons, I would always get wet in that scene. They yeah. would always, uh, we would fly by or like float by and then boom, <laughs> cannon splash, always me. And then I remember there's one time where I actually finally made it through and I was with my friends and I was like, oh my gosh, guys, I finally didn't get wet. And we had made the turn and I thought for sure I was safe when I said that. One second after I said that, this cannon splash went off right next to me. (laughs) I got wet. Serves you right. Every single time. (laughs) Yeah, it's a good one. I love that ride. I love pirates. It's a must. Anyways, we should probably move on to our next and final category of Disney films. Pixar! Pixar! Man, I love Pixar. Who doesn't? Every So this is, I mean, like every category, this one's hard, but I feel like every Pixar film is a hit. It's so good. And I love visiting Pixar. I think we've talked about that. Yeah, you got to go there. Get to go to Pixar. We know. It's like I, the best. I, I was invited to go, but I couldn't. Yeah, well, we, we tried to get you to go, Ryan. You know, it was for work, in case anyone's wondering. It was a work trip. And try to get Ryan to go out there, but he had to do other things, you know. Yeah, my job. <laughs> <laughs> so we went out there. We were there for two days. And I guess we can just talk a little bit about this. Might as well. Side note, tangent. Side, little side story. Went to Pixar Studios. Freaking greatest day of my life. <laughs> not, not really, but one of them. <laughs> um, man, such an amazing place. Got to tour 
everyone's like offices and got to eat at the cereal bar. What? They have a cereal bar? Yeah. You've never seen the cereal bar? Apparently not. Dude. (laughs) So good. And their chef and the food that they have there is like amazing. And man, it was just, it was just all around awesome. Got to meet so many awesome uh, directors and producers from all these films that we love and watch from, from Disney and Pixar. The part two of the trip, we actually went to Disney Studios as well. So that was awesome in and of itself. Yeah. We're talking about saving Mr. Banks. I mean, got oh, to like gosh, tour that's awesome. the studios, seeing like places. How cool. From well, the hey, film I at least got to mix the piece. You did. I did. And you did a great job. Thanks, Scott. Yeah, I actually ran audio on this trip. <laughs> <laughs> the irony. <laughs> What's something that I like never do. So. so that begs the question, if I did go, would you have gotten to go? Yes, because then someone else wouldn't have gone. (laughs) (laughs) Caleb would have got the boot. Sorry, Caleb. Love you. (laughs) And then Caleb's not listening to us. (laughs) Anyways, yes. Moving on to our Pixar favorite films. I guess I can start it off. I'm going to go with the one that started it all, Toy Story. Of course. You've got to love Toy Story. If it weren't for Toy Story, I feel like none of the other ones would be around. It's true. I mean, Toy Story... I mean, looking back, that was in 1995. And looking back, I'm still amazed by the animation. Oh, for sure. It still looks stellar. And uh, yeah, when that movie came out, it was instantly my childhood favorite. I had I had to have a Buzz. I had to have a Woody. I wanted my room to look like Andy's room with the cloud walls and all this stuff. And I even had one of those like big Buzz Lightyear wristwatches like hanging on the wall. Oh, yeah, I, I remember one those. Of those. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. And of course, there every other Pixar film is a runner-up, so I won't even bother. But <laughs> I mean, Toy Story 2, Toy Story 3. They're just, they're I, I saw Toy Story 2 uh, at least three times in the theater when it came out. Are you excited for the new Toy Story? I I am. I mean, I, I loved the closure of Toy Story 3. Yeah. I thought it was perfectly well done. They couldn't have done a better job mm-hmm. with that. So, and apparently the plot... The story for the next Toy Story was so good that John Laster himself said he has to direct this. He has to. He has to make it happen. So, I mean, if it's got to be that good to make John Laster be like this excited about it and come back and direct it himself, it's it, it's got to be good. Especially after how perfect you know the third one ended. Totally, I agree. So I'm excited to see when when does that come out? Do you remember? Uh, not soon. Yeah, I think it's like 2018, 19, somewhere yeah, down the road. I'm sorry, folks. I, I don't know. I forget. I would agree. I mean, my favorite is also Toy Story. Um, it was probably my favorite. Obvi- I mean, one of the only animated movies growing up, really. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. Well, until like A Bug's Life came out or from Pixar. But man, it's just like crazy how revolutionary that was and just how that like really threw the industry forward first computer first full length computer animated movie ever and it still like holds up as one of like the best yeah crazy I'm saying something totally I say totally a lot (laughs) totes totes my guts man I realize that now as I'm saying it more (laughs) totally 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 totally, I'll give a runner up then okay go for it up up was a good movie and if we nope won't even go there. But anyways. <laughs> Where are you trying to go, Ryan? No, I was going to say if like we were this kind of show or this kind of podcast that promoted stuff like this, I was going to say if we were, if there was some sort of drinking game, then every time I say this, 
You can take a drink because I say it probably way too much, but... Like I say totally? Yes. A lot, apparently. <laughs> and I, I say like a lot. That's okay. I'm from the West Coast. <laughs> like? Um, like did? Yes. Like totally. Like totally, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Combined both. We're such bros. <laughs> uh, but the music for Up. Again. Man, you just, you just <laughs> love music or well, something. <laughs> yes. But Michael Giacchino, one of my favorite composers next to John Williams has composed some of my all-time favorite things, um, has done one of the most beautiful jobs composing everything for Up, uh, the, from the themes and how he mixed them in the certain sequences and how the, he made them interact with each other. I've watched little little shorts about his thought process on how he created everything. And it's really cool um, just to kind of get into his mind. I was watching how he created... Um, the main theme, which was kind of like Carl and Ellie's love theme, was he was sitting down at a piano and he basically was thinking, you know, I I just need to find a chord that that feels like this, like feels like the relationship. So he just picked married life. Yeah, he just he found a chord and was like ah oh, that chord right there, and then he composed the whole melody based off of that one chord. That's awesome. Yeah. It all starts really with just watching the movie and talking to the directors about the emotional arcs of the movie and, and the character development in the movie. And then I try and search for, okay, if I can sum up my feeling in one chord, what's that going to be? And for the film here, it was this. That chord right there. You know, I mean, basically, it's not F. It's, it's not C. It's almost both. It's, you know, an F major seventh. But it has just a tinge of sadness to it. I don't know, there's something about that chord that is very, uh, it kind of reaches back. That song fits so perfectly on Main Street. It does. It's like the best. Yes. <laughs> so I love hearing that in the parks. So that'll do it for our favorite Disney movies. Though they were long-winded, lots of listed, lots of runners-up, they're all our favorites. But we want to know what your favorites are. So you can just let us know. Facebook us, tweet us, send us an email. Let us know your favorite Disney movies because we would love to hear from you and hear what you have to say. Ryan, do you have a trip tip for I, us this week? I have a trip tip via a friend. Oh, so it's not from you? It's not my trip tip, but I have discovered it from the people. The people who love the queue, who listen to the queue. Thank you, people. They talk to us? They do. And this one came from my, my new friend, Johnny V, as he goes by on Snapchat. Of Johnny all places, v. Snapchat. Thank hey, you. Hey, Johnny. So, Johnny's great. He's been sending me some snaps every now and then. Uh, so, Johnny, if you're listening, thank you. They're awesome. So, Johnny sent me the other day a snap while he was at Epcot, and he was in Test Track, right? So, you're in Test Track, you go on the ride, and you know how when you're done with the ride, you go into that Chevy area where there's all these cars, and you're just like, oh, cool, cars, because I'm at Disney World, I want to buy a car. Um, You know, I'm always tempted to just, you know, drop like 20 Gs right there. Yeah, you know. No big deal. Why not? You're already spending that much at Disney World anyway, so you might as well just spend, <laughs> spend some more. Get a car. Drop, drop another 20 Gs. However, he told me something that I had no clue about. What is it? So if you go 
to these Chevy representative people that are there mm-hmm. and you talk to them and you request for more info about Chevy cars or whatever and I don't know if they've got a spiel or whatever to listen to their spiel and just I guess request for more information that they can send you they will give you one of those Tomorrowland pins. I want one. <laughs> yeah, the ones that they were giving away to promo with the movie if Did you're you an AP one? holder. No. Oh. They were giving those away if you were an AP holder and you went to the preview experience before the movie came out at Epcot. And um, But I guess they still have a bunch more or whatever because if you go and ask for info about a Chevy and... You'll, right. they'll, they'll give you a Tomorrowland page. Orlando friends, I have a request from you. <laughs> if any of you goes and does this and mails me one, I will love you forever. <laughs> Ryan, do you want one from someone? Yeah, sure. That'd be awesome. <laughs> so if we could request two pins. <laughs> two pins, please. From the Chevy thing at Test Track. Yes. Please. That is such a cool thing that they do that. I love that. That's pretty neat. And that's definitely an incredible trip tip for sure. Thanks, Johnny. Listener. 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 Feedback. All right. So we've got a fun new little segment that we're calling listener feedback. And this is an opportunity for you who have emailed us for us to answer questions, but also just to read some of the nice things that you have said to us via email. So the first little bit of feedback question we may have is comes from Rose. Thank you, Rose, for emailing us. She says, hi, my name is Rose, and I just wanted to say how much I enjoy listening to the queue. As cheesy as it sounds, it has been super encouraging for me to listen to you both talk about doing the things you love, like taking spontaneous trips to Walt Disney World, starting your own Disney Instagram account, Scott's YouTube channel, etc., and just doing it for the fun of it. I've found myself in a creative rut lately because I get too focused on comparing myself to others instead of just doing what I enjoy. Honestly, Rose, I can relate. Don't worry, that's normal. But listening to your podcast has definitely given me a boost of confidence, so thank you for that. Rose, you're welcome. I, I also had a couple of questions for you about Disney. My first is if you had one day in Disneyland by yourself, would you go to DCA or Disneyland? I'll be going there in three weeks for a family vacation, but will possibly be going to a park by myself for one day. What would you recommend? My other question is when you do go to the park with other people, how do you juggle taking pictures and still spending quality time with your friends, family, who may not be interested in photography or understanding why you need a million pictures of the castle? Wink. (laughs) I went to Disney World with my sister last fall and it felt like I couldn't spend too much time taking photos because I didn't want to miss out on moments with her, if this makes sense. Any tips, thoughts on this? Question mark. Like I said earlier, I might get the chance to go to the park by myself one day and then I could use that day as a photographer day, but I'm not yet sure. I hope you have a lovely weekend. Signed, Rose. Rose, thank you so much. So we'll answer these questions real quick. Uh, The first question she asked was about... uh, Which park to go to? Yeah, if we were at Disneyland by ourselves for one day. I I love both parks, but honestly, if I was... This is an easy choice for me. If I had to choose, yeah, (laughs) it would be Disneyland. Totally. I agree. For the fact that it's the original. It's the one that started it all. It has the most magic in it, if you will. The most history. Yeah, exactly. Everything's a hit there. Yeah. So that would be my recommendation, Disneyland. And if you wanted to take lots of pictures, that's the place to take the pictures. Totally. And for the second question, I think I could speak into it a little bit. Yeah. Um, Because it is a tough balance. Like when she asked, how do you balance taking pictures with people 
or taking pictures in the parks and yet also balancing and making sure you're spending quality time with the people you're with. And that is a really tough balance. And it's something that Emily and I struggle with all the time. Um, and sometimes we fail <laughs> and do way too much. Like when we went in September, I mean, we were like vlogging, Snapchatting, tweeting, Instagramming. It just was like overwhelming. And we were like shutting down by the end of the week. So literally like we had to like take a step back and the next trip we're like, we're not doing, we're not doing this. <laughs> so it is a tough balance. I'd say like, uh, don't, if you don't get to go as often as we do, I think that's how we kind of justified it. Like, oh, we're getting, we're going a lot, you know, we can, we can take a lot of pictures or do this stuff. But if you don't get to go as often, I would say really just focus being there in the moment and don't let the pictures distract from that too much. Cause it's like, you know, it's all fun to take the pictures. Like if it's something you really enjoy doing, it's kind of, it's just going to like, you know, emphasize the fun that you're having. Cause it's like, you know, it's a hobby, you know, you're taking yeah. pictures, you're having fun with it. But I would say, you know, don't make it a priority. You know, if you see something cool that you want to take a picture of, do it. But, you know, try to try to just live in the moment. That would be my advice anyways. Yeah, it is. A, it is a struggle. I understand that. It really is. I definitely, again, I value people. So, um, for me, I would focus on just being present and then, hey, maybe also just communicating to your friends like, hey, I just want to take a couple of pictures. You mind if I just do this real quick? And I'm sure they'd understand. So thank you again for your questions, uh, Rose. Okay, so the next thing we got is from John Vickers uh, who emailed us and he writes, Ryan and Scott, I love the cute. It is very well done and the voice quality is awesome. That's my pet peeve about podcasts and you guys do it well. Well, thank you so much. Um, he has a trip tip for us, but we'll save that for another episode. Uh, John will probably play that next week, uh, but we, he has a question later. So he asks, I'm an annual pass holder. My drive to Walt Disney World is about seven hours, but luckily I have a friend that lives close to Orlando. Is it worth it to go for the weekend, one park day, and would you do it on that park day, open to close, or how would you do it? Or what would you do? Sorry, is what he says. Uh, open to close, not limited to one park, question mark. Keep the magic going. John from Mississippi. Uh, P.S. I'm going to the Three Caballeros this weekend. I've been seven times this year and I have never ridden it. Awesome. Awesome. Cool. <laughs> well, good. So I can speak to this. I mean, both Scott and I, we live about seven hours away too, if we drive fast. <laughs> I'd say it's more eight hours, but yeah, that's close. It's, it's seven hours for me. <laughs> that's, that's scary. <laughs> uh, yep, sorry. <laughs> but uh, I, I would recommend that like I've talked about in past episodes when I took that one 24-hour trip I recommend that whenever if you do go for a day just so long as on one end of the trip whether it's before or after there's a night of sleep there <laughs> yeah I think what he's talking about is more of like a three-day weekend gotcha sounds like. okay right that's the way I, I understood it when I read it Potentially. Like leave like maybe on a Friday, come back okay. on a Sunday, so we have Saturday in the park. Yes, okay, gotcha. I'd say totally do that. Yes. We've done that a couple Absolutely. times. Absolutely, yeah. Hands on, especially if you have a friend there and you can like chill with him or whatever. Yeah. Um, what would you do on the park day, open and close? Magic Kingdom. <laughs> I mean, it, if you were only limited to one park, yeah, Magic Kingdom. If you did have a park hopper, I mean... Don't, don't come on, Ryan. Don't lie to the listeners. We all know you'd be at Hollywood Studios. I would be, <laughs> but I would also be at Magic Kingdom as well. I might dabble in Epcot. It just would depend on how I was feeling that day or what's going on. Yeah, I mean, if Flower yeah. Garden Festival is going on, heck yeah, I'm gonna yeah, be over definitely at Epcot. want to stop by. Yeah. All right, I got here another bit of uh, listener feedback. I got an Instagram message 
from a person named Hope. <laughs> Hope M. Heist? Hope, thank you. I was laughing because it took you so long to spit that out. (laughs) (laughs) I was looking for it. (laughs) Anyways, I got an Instagram message from Hope. She says, hey, huge fan of your podcast and Instagram account. I am going to Walt Disney World for the Flower and Garden Festival March 11th through 15th, and I've never been. So jealous. Do you have any suggestions for things to see, do, eat? Question mark. Everything. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so... We can absolutely answer this question for you. Uh, everything. There you go. According to Scott. <laughs> Try see, everything. See, do, taste. Everything. Everything. Man. Honestly. Literally, though. <laughs> I'm for real. Do what you can. But for me, Flower and Garden, it's just being at Epcot. Walking around and taking in the beautiful sights. It, Epcot really comes to life with all the topiaries, beautiful flowers. Uh, just... Go places that you might not have been before um, that have like special events or whatever. Um, just check out all the pavilions and see what different topiaries they have. Take a picture in front of every topiary. Yes. <laughs> and uh, Try something from every outdoor food kitchen. Yeah, maybe maybe make a, a personal little challenge or goal or whatever to say, hey, like I want to try one something from every every little kiosk. Can get expensive. But, could, yeah. but if you're up for it definitely get some unique special flower and garden merchandise that's true they do have that and they sell it at several different places but i think mainly it's one that one store when you first walk up to the world showcase Mm -hmm. that one building is it the one on the right or the left speaking i think there's one on both sides isn't there there is but i oh the main one yeah i think like one of them like sells star wars stuff now (laughs) (laughs) figures (laughs) speaking of flower and garden merchandise uh my friend adam grayson is like currently designing all of, or not, I don't know if all of it, but a good portion of all the merchandise for next year's Fly and Garden Festival. Whoa, Adam. So I'm gonna go down there and I told him, like, I'm gonna buy like everything. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty sweet. Heck yeah. So I'm really excited to see all that. Cool. What else we got? You want me to read one? Yeah, go for it. All right, I got one. So on Twitter, our friend Chelsea O'Moore also asked us. Ryan, how come you aren't working at Epcot anymore? I would think that would be the dream job of a hashtag Disney single writer. (laughs) So Ryan, why aren't you working at Epcot anymore? You know, that is a great question. Nothing against Disney. I love Disney and uh, working for them was great, but I was given a great opportunity for a great job to do what I love with audio, uh, working as an audio engineer for post-production audio for film. Uh, a great opportunity came up in Charlotte, and so I could not pass it up. So, yeah, there you go. There you go. All right, so I've got another question uh, from a Laura Michelle Steen via Facebook. Thank you, Laura, for sending us your message. She says, I really like the show so far. I listen to it on my long drives to and from school. I have a question, though. I was thinking about taking my very first solo trip in May for a weekend to see a band play at the House of Blues. If I don't get a park hopper pass, which park should I go to? Thanks again for the awesome episodes. Keep them coming. Well, Laura, thank you for your question. And we would love to speak to your question and hopefully answer it and help you out. So, first solo trip in May. And if she doesn't get a park hopper pass, which one park should she do? Scott, what do you think? Ryan, you know what my answer is going to be, and I probably know what your answer is going to be. <laughs> I'm going to, of course, say Magic Kingdom. Yeah, yeah of course. Duh. It is the, the <laughs> kingdom of all magic. 
is the magical kingdom, the one and only. Most magical place on the planet. Yeah. So, I mean, if you can do a park hopper, do a park hopper. That's great. That way you can get a little bit of magic here and there. But if you're only limited to one, definitely Magic Kingdom, hands you're not down. not going to say Hollywood Studios, right? <laughs> That's why I would lean towards the park hopper. But I don't, I don't want to deprive the, the, the Magic Kingdom from anyone because it is the mecca. It's true. Maybe <laughs> someone else wouldn't appreciate Hollywood Studios uh, with quite the love and the fondness that you have that they could get at the Magic Kingdom. That's right. It's, it's, a, it's a personal bond that we share. It's true. All right. So, all right, Scott. So, I think we got a couple more things via email. All right. So, we have an email from Jenna Han. She says, Hey, guys, just wanted to stop and say how much I love your podcast. Definitely makes Mondays a lot more exciting. To answer the question about how they do Talking Mickey, if nobody has contacted you and told you already, they have a control center in Kissimmee, and there are a couple different people Kissimmee. responding. That's how you can tell the tourists. They call it Kissimmee. <laughs> but it's really Whatever, man. It's Kissimmee. Kissimmee. Gosh, what are you calling me out, Ryan? <laughs> Such a noob. <laughs> uh, they have Control Center in Kissimmee. And did I say it right that time, Ryan? Yeah. Kissimmee. Kissimmee. <laughs> there are a couple different people uh, corresponding to the conversation. The room has a bunch of cameras. They watch and... When Mickey does a certain pose or gesture, they respond to a specific saying, or they respond with a specific saying. A friend of mine has done it, so just thought I'd share that. Keep up the good work. I hope to eventually meet you guys when you're down in the parks, if that doesn't sound odd. Anyway, can't wait for the new week's podcast. Of course that doesn't sound odd. (laughs) No, we want to meet you. We want to meet everyone. To meet anyone. So this is interesting. Talking Um, Mickey. Yeah, so we talked about last week how it freaked me out when we first saw it um, when we first met Mickey talking yes Um, correct (laughs) you are correct you did say that I want to be PC on this (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but I I, how then do they respond so I I I counter your your answer with another question (laughs) Uh, Jenna thank you for the email Um, but how do they respond I guess obviously if they have video maybe they have audio as well because when so. we said we're from North Carolina, Mickey said, um, North, Ca- North Carolina, that's well. You know, his, his little Mickey Ladies voice. Ladies and gentlemen, a listener voice impersonation yeah. from Scott. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, so how did he know then and respond that fast? There it was a slight delay. Like maybe, we talked about. maybe did, were you looking at his feet? Maybe he taps his feet a certain number of times mm. for each state. <laughs> So North Carolina was w- which state to be founded. That ha- That's how many times he tapped his foot. They saw mm. that, and they were like, all right, they're from North Carolina. Push the North Carolina button. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. I did. Speaking of uh, <laughs> our friend Johnny, who snapped me earlier and told us about our tip trip, he also snapped me and reminded me, and I actually knew this when I was working at Disney, that for the, the talking Mickeys or talking characters when their mouths actually move, that those are controlled uh, with their fingers and their gloves or whatever. Oh, so when I've really wondered that too. So when we were talking about stormtroopers and whatnot, I guess it's the same for stormtroopers since you know they're a out in the open. Yeah, maybe a, a signals or response. Uh, well, maybe not so much a response, but I know with like talking Mickey's in their hands when they move their finger, 
it actually moves their mouth. So like their, their glove eyes, is like a remote. Yeah. So like when they move their finger, it makes them blink or does their mouth or whatever. Man, that's really impressive. So so potentially for the stormtroopers, yeah, their their fingers are triggers for certain sayings. That's awesome. Yeah. Man, very cool. Fancy technology. And I think we got kind of one more listener feedback type of thing. Uh, we got a, we've been getting a couple of emails, a couple of Instagram messages, a couple of tweets, all about the same kind of topic with the same general question. And so we're just going to answer this just once, just a, a big blanket answer and once and done kind of thing. So the, the question has been basically this. Hey, we're new into the whole podcast thing. What, what podcast do you guys listen to? What other Disney podcasts are there that, that we can listen to? Well, honestly, the only Disney podcast you should be listening to is The Cube. <laughs> I'm just going to be frank. It's the only one, really. Come on. Come on, guys. Yeah, it's just the best. Uh, right? <laughs> but, I mean, yes, Scott and I do listen to uh, a couple other Disney podcasts, and there are some. There, there are many great many, ones. Many, many Disney podcasts we that, listen that to. Is, that is pretty much what I'm doing Every morning when I'm making breakfast is listening to some Disney podcast and driving to and fro work. So what we're going to do is we're just going to, just for this one time, just list out all the podcasts that we listen to. All right. So without further ado, here are all the Disney podcasts that we like to listen to. Our guest WDW podcast, WDW Today, The Unfortunate Disney Dish, Witch and Hill, Webway Radio, Webway Now, Enchanted Teton Podcast, Mouse Out, Inside Magic, WDW Radio Show, Orlando Tracks Magazine, and Disney yeah, so there you go. That's that's our fun list of the podcasts we like to listen to. So, uh, Chewy, what about you? What are your favorite Disney podcasts? <laughs> what does the Wookiee say? Oh, man, those are good ones, yeah, too. Yeah, I forgot about those. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I love listening to those, too. Thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. Thank you. We appreciate it. <laughs> so much. We do. You guys are the best. <laughs> so don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes if you have not already. Yes, please. And continue. Well, not continue. I guess rate and review us if you haven't already. <laughs> I guess you wouldn't continue to rate and review us. You guys us. are blowing my freaking mind with your amazing five stars and reviews. I swear, every time I read one, I, I think to myself, this can't get any better but it keeps getting better you guys he just, cries he cries every time I do. every every, every single review i'm i'm bawling hysterically <laughs> it means so much to me guys you guys it are the best really awesome so thank you guys for that we've got 38 five-star reviews golly what? that's incredible that you guys awesome. i love you guys and if you haven't already you can tweet at us you could do that. But <laughs> <laughs> we'd prefer it if you follow us and then tweet us. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the right order. <laughs> and like us on Facebook. Both of those are at VQCast. All one word. All one word. You can also shoot us an email at theqcast at gmail.com. And don't forget, now you can shoot us a line. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's what you do. I don't know if you want to shoot lines here. Shoot <laughs> lines. Well, how do the kids say it these days? <laughs> give us a ring on. Oh, give us a ring on that 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 one line. Thing. Yeah. Don't forget, guys. You can call us on the Q line. And guys, don't forget. It really is as simple as picking up your phone. All you have to do is just give us a call at two o nine. Q o nine. Yeah. That's right. 
It's as simple as 209Q09. Yeah. Q-U-E-U-E-09. Are you going to try to tell people what that is again in numbers? Is that what you're doing? Yep. So if you pull out your phone, <laughs> the numbers, they have letters underneath, right? So it's 209. That's old school. Pretty great. <laughs> and 7, 8, 3, 8, 3, oh, 09. <laughs> that spells Q in numbers. It does. It does. And Ryan, where can we find you online? You can find me on Instagram at Disney Single Rider, all one word. And you can also find me at my personal website, ryanmonette.com. That's M-O-N-E-T-T-E. And uh, I've got, I've, I share some of my Instagram stuff on there. And then I also post the queue on there as well. So you can kind of keep up with uh, what's new in my life there. And Scott, what about yourself? You can find me online at Oya oh yeah Disney through all the various social media platforms and at oyadisney.com. Oh, and also, if you're just interested, that that video that Scott and I were talking about, the one that you shot, Scott, at Pixar and that I mixed, that's on my website. So if you guys go there and go into the post-production page, you can see that video that we're talking about. And with that, we've reached the end of the queue. So it's time for you to hop on board, strap in, hang tight, and enjoy the ride. Bye, guys. See you guys. Hey, it's February 29th, 2016, and this is episode number seven. So grab yourself a spoonful of sugar. <laughs> <laughs> a spoonful of sugar. <laughs> 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 <laughs>